watching life from the window. I'm blessed for this shelter and all to watch is the wind blow. And soon it'll melt below zero, below the belt. An anti-hero, I went we don't hear. And soon it'll melt, I'm 32 years. Surprised to this life in slow motion. I'm trapped inside this organized thoughts. Frozen out, spoken out of line. Out of time, I'm tired. Too cold. Welcome to B-Sticks Podcast, and what you just heard is a snippet of a song called Snowblind by Professor Fresh featuring Il Poe off the new EP, Blue Plaid. It's the first of four EPs in the highly anticipated Gone to Plaid series, inspired by everyone's favorite Star Wars spoof movie, Spaceballs. It is highly anticipated. Yes. It's ludicrous. Move, bitch. We'll play the whole song for you guys at the end of the show. So stay tuned. But if you want to hear the whole album, all seven songs, you can listen and download for free at professorfresh.bandcamp.com. That's professorfresh.bandcamp.com. You can get it for free. Donations are accepted. Or if you're super awesome, you can order a physical copy at kunaki.com. The link will be in the description of the show. $10 gets you a physical copy, supports local Minnesota music and the things we love. It's a great fucking song. It's a great album from a great artist. One of the best. If y'all Man. if y'all haven't heard Professor Fresh yet, you got to get up off your ass. You're stale. You need to get fresh. You're dumb. You need to get taught by the professor. Go in there, listen to some Professor Fresh. You're not going to regret it. And the best way to witness Professor Fresh is live Whoa. and in concert. Hands down. Uh, I've booked shows in the past where I've put this man on stage for an hour. He uses no backing vocals whatsoever, no hype man, all by himself, a perfect set for an hour. And then he went outside and puked on the side of the venue. But I mean, that comes with oh, the territory. I did that earlier today before recording. <laughs> I got nervous. So much quality things in Minnesota. Speaking of quality things, you got qualities right by you. Wilmer, Minnesota. Mac, in Wilmer, Minnesota. Yeah. Qualities. You can send them an email for inquiries for your t-shirt needs at qualitiestshirtco at gmail.com. We'll also have that email in the description of the show for you guys this week. Uh, they finally got a, a Facebook page put up, so go ahead and go give them a like and tell them B-Sticks sent you. Their white tea sale is still going on. That's 25 tees, one color print on a white t-shirt, $5 per shirt. If you want a double XL, you got to add two per shirt. Three XL is add three, and four XL is add four. But that's still a very good deal. That's that's a hell of a deal, pasty. <clears throat> Qualities, Wilmer, Minnesota. That they're out of this fucking world, man. Interstellar, the G -G Galactic Get Down. Just 166 days to the event, folks. If you're listening to this on Saturday when the show was posted. Folks, set your phasers to fun! The Galactic Get Down is music and camping festival located in the outskirts, beautiful Outback Ranch. Yes, folks, the festival is hosted by the intergalactic rock funk dance group that originated in Iowa City, Iowa. 
but now resides in the Twin Cities in frigid, freezing Minnesota. The band brings all of their funky friends to the party, and with them come a wide array of musical genres. You get a little bit of everything. You get rock, funk, bluegrass, jam, ska, indie, hip-hop. You want electronic? You got electronic. With two stages and over 25 acts and no overlapping music, you can hit every single act without missing a lyric from any other group. I know we didn't miss a thing last year. We didn't miss a damn thing. There's definitely something for everyone at the Galactic Get Down. And a plus for the family folks like Pasty and myself is the festival is very kid and family friendly. There are plenty of activities on site as well as a playground for the little ones. The festival also provides a wide variety of live visual artists painting and creating all weekend. And you can watch a unique piece of art being created before your eyes and then take it with you. There's also hoop dancers, fire dancers, fun costumes, face paint, horses for your kids to look at, beautiful scenery. Oh, but there's more. They have independent food vendors to satisfy every craving. And with their craft art vendors lining the paths, you're sure to find something to add to your collection of festy gear. Stay festive. This is truly pasty and out of this world experience. And folks, you can get your tickets now. Early bird specials are $75 plus $750 tax. That means for $82.50, the cheapest that you'll get, you can get a whole fucking weekend set. Get it now. You know you're going to go pick it up. It's going to be July 18th through July 20th. Let's get weird. Go to galacticgetdown.com to get your tickets. You don't want to miss out on this. The earlier you get it, the cheaper it's going to be. You want to hit every day. You want to see all the acts. You want to see cloud-style broadcasting. You want to get interviewed by us. You want to visit us. You want to taste the food. You want to see the artists. You want to pick up something for your collection. And, folks, this is cloud-style telling you this, but this could not be brought to you without the good folks at Dead Larry, Seahorse Productions, and Vicarious Visions. Come on down, hang out with us. Come on by Handsome Row and do some DDP yoga. Tell us your tales of the galaxy. Have you encountered alien life? You will hear. God, I've dated some of them. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait. I know it always comes up real quick. I'm just, I want it to come up quicker now. It's always so far away and then it's tomorrow. That's like the only thing. It's three months away or it's tomorrow. That's the only two fucking time frames (laughs) that it has. It's like, oh shit, it's months away. Oh shit, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're definitely Folks, getting in gear to prepare for that. We're gonna have lots of goodies. I killed a fucking car going to it one year. Killed a fucking car. Well, butterflies, butterflies it. killed it. Yeah, that yeah. is true. But <laughs> I sacrificed the car to get there. Good times, good yeah. shit. I had to basically Fun. drive halfway back home to pick them up to bring them back. You did have to drive halfway back. <laughs> It was wild. But the hardest part was I had to sit in the bar and drink beer until you got there. That was right. the roughest so rough. part of it all. I mean, it was You got a hard, hard life. I do. You it's, do. It's rough, man. Monster Wear Clothing is back 
on board with B Sticks Podcast. That's right. Get yeah, your buddy. vinyl decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, many other types of styles and fabrics, along with custom graphics and local design services offered. Hit up Corey Matthews only at Monsterware on Facebook. Get at him. He's in business. He's ready to work. Quick turnaround times, locally sourced. He brings you the best prices he possibly can because he does it for the love. Check him out. You won't be disappointed. Monster World! Oh yeah, and hey, welcome to Beef Sticks Podcast. As always, I'm Season 2 Fat Mac. And I'm Season 2 Pasty, not white. <laughs> it's going to be an adjustment. Oh, Pasty, I'm not going to lie. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. The first thing we're going to discuss is NXT TakeOver Phoenix. I'm not going to lie, though. I didn't get to catch all of it. I didn't get to catch all of it. I, uh, I've just had a rough, I, I just super busy, super crazy month year i mean the year only started but still 2019 is off to a great um, start week but um i did catch i i flipped a coin i literally flipped a coin and i was like do i watch all of takeover and some of of rumble do i watch all of rumble or some of takeover i i bounced around the idea of not watching either but i didn't do it and the coin landed tails which was rumble which was the longer of the two, but I did. I watched all of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view um, asterisks. But with NXT TakeOver, I did see the first match, and I did see the North American Championship, and I did see the Women's Championship. So I seen three out of the five before this taping. And uh, so Pacey is going to handle some of the, the work on discussing and, and talking about what happened, but our picks are still the same. The results are still the same. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to follow pasty on the grade of the show for now. Oh yeah. That's a new thing we're implementing. Actually. It is a new thing. Going to be grading all the pay-per-views we do picks for that way. We can easier keep track of the best at the end of the year for you. And for us. Also, as we've talked about before, we are going to give our picks for the kickoff shows, but kickoff shows do not result in or, or do not affect the results of our picks. They, they don't count because to WWE, they don't count. So why right. the fuck should they count to us? Mm -hmm. um, we still like picking them. We still like seeing who we got, but it's not going to affect the, the final result. Uh, but the grade of the show, I'm going to go with Pacey for now. After I watch the whole show, I'm reserving the right to change my picks so that at the end of the year, I have a full... And we might do that. There's sometimes Pacey doesn't get to watch a full pay-per-view or see a pay-per-view by the time. There's sometimes I might not. And um, so we'll, we'll give you our, our grade as of recording. But we're allowed to go back and change it, right, Pacey? We're human. Oh, yeah. So with that, let's get right on into it, Pacey. All right. NXT TakeOver took place in Phoenix, Arizona, a place that I hope to move to someday. It's at the top of my list of places that I'm probably going to move to. You don't get to get further away from me. Damn right I do. As, no, as, no, no. 
as long as technology gets better and better and keeps us closer and closer, I'm getting the fuck away from this negative <laughs> fucking 75 degree shit. Oh, it only lasted and into a couple the fucking, of days. Into the 99 degree weather and <laughs> and fucking hook up with people there, man. But this one, this this was a this was a takeover that on paper looked. I just want to say it, average. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of big names left off the card, and that hurt it in my book a little bit. For sure, for sure. We started out with the NXT Tag Team Championship match. The Undisputed Era defended their titles against the War Raiders, the Handsome Row. Yes, indeed. Um, Fat Mac, as always, went with his UE brethren as a disciple of the Undisputed Era. And I, as always, went against Fat Mac. And to be fair, this was a really great tag team match, but the more I watched, the more Undisputed Era really had awesome tag team wrestling, and the more War Raiders just did random single-person stuff. And uh, not only because I picked Undisputed Era and I loved them, but I was kind of bummed that War Raiders defeated Undisputed Era in this match just because I wish War Raiders would have done some tag team wrestling in this match if they're going to win the tag titles. And it was a very Hanson does this, Roe does this, Hanson does this, Roe does this. At the very end, oh shit, two tag team moves. Yeah. But I think that was the story. I think they were trying to say that Hanson and Roe can hold their own against two people. And as soon as those two go against the two smaller guys, they're overcome. I th- I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that was the story they were telling. Mm-hmm. The biggest downside to this match in my book was the fact that the War Raiders came in with a WrestleMania quality entrance and Undisputed Era did not. <laughs> And so right off the bat, you knew how the finish was going to go. Yeah, Um, very, very much a good match. But yeah, it did seem very much like two. Almost like, I don't know if it it seemed like two separate. I don't want to say two separate handicap matches, but it just it seemed like Undisputed Era was really pulling out the tag team stuff. And War Raiders was really either Hanson was doing something or Roe was doing something. Yeah. And at the end, they did. They pulled off a couple awesome tag team moves, and it was very good. And at the very end, I knew that was the end. When the War Raiders did their their two combinations, and I don't even remember what they just did, but they did their two, uh, their two moves together, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is obviously it. I don't think uh, O'Reilly is getting up from this one. And they didn't. So I did like the ending. I thought it was a fitting ending. I thought it looked like something that a champ could and should fall to. Um, But with that, uh, Pasty White, you started off one point ahead of Mac. Yes, yes, I did. Next, we had Matt Riddle taking on Cassius Ono. I liked even though I haven't been watching NXT, they they told a good story before the match, and I got the story, and I knew exactly what it was about. I love WWE for all the faults I can give them are really good at packaging stuff to where you can watch a pay per view or a special event like Takeover and know what the fuck is going on without. Yeah, it doesn't ever matter if you anything. miss the weekly stuff. Yeah, and they they told the story of Cassius Ono came in. He was this 
this prodigal son. Everybody was like, oh, Ono needs to be in WWE. Oh, they need Chris Hero. He, you know, he could have been in there and they didn't take him and they should have when he put in Cesaro and those two would have took the world by storm and oh. And then he came in and there was so much hype and quickly the hype failed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, despite the fact that a few other people since then have come in, such as Ricochet and others that, that have had that same kind of hype, um, the story they're telling now is Matt Riddle came in in that same type of hype and Cassius Ono is almost jealous. Like, that was the same hype I had, but you're going to fail like I did. And Riddle's basically like, fuck you, man. I'm succeeding. And he did. Uh, I like that story. And he did. And he beat Cassius Ono. Um, I, I started watching this match. And then I, I stopped watching because I knew I only had X amount of time before we were going to start recording tonight. And I wanted to get two more matches in. And I didn't feel like this was the match that I had to get in. Pasty, run me down this match and how you felt about it. The only thing I really want to spotlight in this match was at one point, Matt Riddle went to kick Cassius Ono. He caught Matt Riddle's foot and sucked on Matt Riddle's toes. Really? Well, he bit him, but yeah. How erotic. Yeah, I know. That's my one takeaway from the match. I don't know. When it comes to the weekend, honestly, NXT put a good uh, put on a good show, but it's far more hazy in my memory than the Royal Rumble. That's saying a lot when we're only two matches into the entire weekend. I know. And this is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a. They did last longer than five minutes, though. But it, they they did, but it was the uh, the shortest match of the night. Yeah, by a good amount. Mm-hmm. By over five minutes. Um, WWE, NXT, Triple H, Vince McMahon, whoever you want to believe is running um, NXT, which we all know who's running NXT. Vince McMahon runs everything that has anything to do with WWE. Obviously, doesn't have faith in Cassius Ono. I don't know that they have faith in Matt Riddle. I think they do. I just don't think they want to put too much on his plate right away in case he goes back to smoking pot and can't compete. You know what I mean? You you took the words out of my mouth, Pasty. <laughs> That's what I think they're worried about. I think they're hesitant about him failing drug tests. Yep. Mm. And the scary thing is with uh, AEW coming up, and the fact that we don't know anything about what AEW plans to do um, substance abuse-wise, could Matt Riddle want to smoke himself out of a WWE contract and smoke his way into AEW? We don't know. <laughs> that would be the easiest out for any WWE superstar. Hey, it, it worked for fucking RVD when he didn't want it to. <laughs> Um, and I don't know. We don't, again, AEW is still just a, a, a smear in the uh, telescope of what might happen. So we obviously don't know any of that. And um, Right. And I mean, this isn't uncommon either, but something I heard today was uh, all, all the trademarks that they have filed for are still being processed and nothing is finalized. Yeah, that's not <laughs> uncommon, but yeah. 
it does mean that they don't own anything yet, mm-hmm. but that's, yeah, that's super common. Because you got to go through and not only do they have to do the research to see if anybody else owns any of those things, they also have to do the research to see if anybody else could claim any of those things. Yeah. And then they also have to go through and see if anybody's going to contest any of those. I so bet Vince there, is contesting the Change the Universe patent. He could. <laughs> because, uh, be, and... As much as I don't like to defend WWE, the, he has actual reason to um, contest that because he owns the phrase WWE Universe. Yes. And with them being another wrestling company, he could argue that that is a direct reference to the WWE Universe and he owns it and they cannot market that. That's something that would actually, in my mind, as as a non-lawyer who's just making shit up as I go while drinking beer... <laughs> That probably is a viable excuse to contest it, whether it be held up or not. Um, so then we had the NXT North American Championship. Pasty, um, this match was, in my mind, fantastic. I watched yeah. this. I watched it from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a single negative thing to say about it. I would say it is right below uh, Gargano Almas from Ooh. almost a year ago, maybe yeah. almost a year ago, as as one of the best matches NXT's ever put on. It's a very strong contender for that title, that's for sure. This this was a a damn good match. Lots of back and forth, lots of offense on both parts. The ending coming down to Gargano pulling back the the, the matting at ringside and questioning whether he was going to go that far and then deciding to. And, you know, Gargano can be a good heel. He's not making it work right now. I, He's just in his face. He doesn't show it. I'm not buying it. And it just it I don't think you're forced. supposed to, honestly. Because right? I think this is all going to blow back and it's going to be him versus Ciampa again for like an undisputed type of contention. Yep. <laughs> but that'll be in time. I mean, probably and Mania, right? That would be the guess. I, w- I would hope so. But honestly, that's that's the only negative I could say about it is that Gargano didn't I didn't feel Gargano sitting there arguing about oh should I or shouldn't I you know pull out the concrete and, and do it and I just I didn't buy it and that's the only negative everything else they did everything in the ring was I love pristine, that the ref got in his face crisp. and said you can't do that you can't do that you think they've done this enough that by now they'd be super gluing the matting to the floor oh and I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up the referee I do not like the fact that the referee is fucking oranger than Donald Trump and Hulk Hogan <laughs> fucking combined. Dude, back the fuck off the fake tanning. You're not a fucking wrestler. And he's probably, I mean, most of them do wrestle. Most referees are wrestlers that, that referee on the offside. But dude, you're fucking orange as a fucking Oompa Loompa who covered himself in orange peels and then dressed up as the great pumpkin for a fucking stage play of Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin. Fucking back off, okay, dude? Uh-huh. I did not like the orange referee. And and I've seen him before, and he just gets oranger and oranger every fucking time. And he's fucking at Snooky level right now, and it's bothering me. That's my rant. He's an orange-ass fucking referee. 
You shouldn't be you shouldn't be more tan than the wrestlers. No. Rick Ricochet is part African American and this dude's fucking brighter orange and Ricochet is black. That's sad. Next, Pasty. Or do you have more on it? I, no, I went off on no, an orange it was a very tangerine. good match. <laughs> I went off on an orange tangerine. <laughs> I mean tangent. Tangerine tangent, baby. That's what we should have called the show, the Tangerine Tangent. I'm saving that for a t-shirt. <laughs> NXT Women's Champion. And it's going to be a green shirt. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, just like, just like all these broads out here, and God bless all of you, because every one of you that wear these shirts suck dick, but all these broads out here wearing pink shirts, and not a one of them is a pink shirt. Like, the shirt says pink, but they're yellow, or they're blue, or they're red, or they're green, or they're purple, but they say pink. Like, get the fuck out of here with your shirt that says pink and has no pink on it. You've never come across one of those pasty? Oh, I have. I have. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. taking a sip of some libations. Yeah. But like I said, every single woman you see in a shirt that has pink on it definitely sucks dick. So, I mean, I appreciate every one of you. <laughs> and I appreciate that you advertise. But it still doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, they they, they suck dick in, until it's official. <laughs> I don't know what that means, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, that's because you don't go official. What does that mean, Pasty? Oh, you mean until you're until you're in a relationship? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Whoa. Until whoa. there's a commitment. Once there's I a didn't... commitment, they ain't got to do that no more. Fuck that. I was I was trying to think of pink <laughs> officials or something. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. No, that yeah, yeah. That's well, why I mean, I there's orange the official, officials, so why not? They're the fuck. <laughs> That's how we got on this NXT Women's <laughs> Championship. Um, so I pasty said, watch the North American and the NXT Championship matches. I watched and he the didn't North American. Listen to me. I didn't, but listen, listen to my reasoning, pasty. No. I watched the North American Championship, and then I skipped to the beginning of the NXT Championship, and there was thirty-five minutes of the match. And I only had 15 minutes before we were going to link up. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go back to the women's championship match. And to be honest, I'm going to put this out here. I was more invested in Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair than Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black. As somebody who hasn't been following the product, they are promoting and pushing Shayna Baszler, Baszler and Bianca Belair more to me than Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black. I don't know what Ciampa and Black have against each other. I don't know what the fuck they've been doing. Champa without Gargano is boring to me. So I was more than happy to do this. And um, I'm glad I did. This was, out of the three matches I watched, the second best one. And I, I'm going to guess when I finish watching this whole thing, this is still going to be the second best one. This was a fucking badass match, women or not. It was a match. <laughs> it was a badass back and forth hard hitting uh, false finishes tons of submissions Bianca Belair whipped the shit out of Shayna Baszler to where she had welts on her folks she whipped her with her fucking ponytail <laughs> with her fucking braid and she yeah, literally well, it's a had braid. welts you gotta on give it her that, cause you wouldn't get welts off of just a ponytail 
Yeah, but that's the kind of shit you get from like a belt or something. Like not from not from hair. Well, Daniel Bryan hasn't given fucking we AJ know Styles it's not a real hair. That is her real hair. Those are not extensions. Ah, but in the promo packages, they were showing her from back in the day and her hair was all short. I doubt her hair grew that long in that amount of time. She hasn't been around for that long. I don't know. Either way, it's 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 awesome. It's it gives you something to care about. Where Champa, Alistair Black, really, you don't have anything invested in it. Can't wait for her to do a hair versus hair match with somebody. That would be awesome. No, but I, I loved it. I honestly loved this match. Baszler never ceases to amaze. I did not think Baszler was going to win this. And by the time the ending came, I said Baszler should have won this. That was awesome. She did great. Um, they told a story in the ring. Baszler used Bianca's hair against her, which I love. The other horsewomen came in and tried to interfere, and Bianca took care of them. So, obviously, that storyline's continuing. I really loved this match. Um, it, it's, 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 it's amazing that Gargano Ricochet was better than this match, because this was a fantastic fucking match. Basically, you don't seem to agree with me. Let me hear your thoughts on this one. I just, I don't know. I guess I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. Because there's not a whole lot that stands out in my mind but the finish. I expected Belair to win, too. I did not expect Baszler to retain. I do think it's getting damn near time for her to lose it. Yeah, you would think they're doing something with these four horsewomen by mania, but I mean, maybe we're all just reading too much into it. Yeah, I honestly, at this point, I don't know there's enough time to build. We're under 70 days from there's, mania. There's enough time if they start now, but if, yeah, if they, if they hold off anymore, it's not going to mean <laughs> near as much. I mean, if you do it three weeks in or a month in, it's not going to mean that much. Yeah. Something this big should have a big buildup. Yeah, and I mean, we already got... You know, R- Rousey versus, well, whoever won the Women's Royal Rumble. Whoever, we don't know. We don't know. They probably know, because I'm sure I mean, they we watched. Will know. <laughs> we will know, but we don't know yet. Then we had Tommaso Ciampa defending his title against Aleister Black and beating Aleister Black in a 30-minute match. Yeah. Now, me saying Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black in a 30-minute match, um, there's a little pre-cum coming out of my cock right now. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm chubbed. Little there's drips. a little bit of ooze. There's some drips there. Uh, but seeing Gargano Ricochet and Baszler Belair, I'm hesitant. But I don't know. This is all you, Pasty. This was... This is- it was a very solid match. It was hard-hitting action all the way through. I mean, as to be expected. Um, Jump to the finish quick. Ciampa won, but it took, it took him four attempts, three hits with the, the uh, fairy tale ending to win the match. After tearing apart the ring apron, or the, the outside matting again, because that's his go-to move, not Gargano's. <clears throat> um, early on in the match, Black had uh, tweaked his knee, and so there was that that leg injury 
throughout the entire match, which helped to play into the storytelling. Lots of false finishes, lots of hard-hitting, fast-paced action. Um, he uh, Black did a, a very beautiful uh, moonsault off the second turnbuckle to the floor. Um, Black landed on his feet but slipped on some water that Ciampa dumped out earlier in the match, uh, just in a fit of rage. He just kind of opened a bottle and threw it all over the place. <clears throat> Led to the that that was where the third fairy tale ending came in. Second one, because that one hit and it was outside and he had to get him back into the ring. And by that point, it was too late to go for the pin. He tried to go for it again. Black uh, countered by just hitting him in the head. Um, Black went for his black mass finisher. Champa rolled to the side to avoid being pinned. Missed he missed with the black mass. Um let's see. Yeah, and, and then just another fairy tale ending to end it. It was it was a damn good match. Not as good as, as Gargano Ricochet. But I mean it, I think it was as good of a match as you could expect from these two men, which I won't take anything away from them on it. No, it sounds. I mean, it's it sounds fucking awesome, and they're two super extremely talented men. Champa has definitely brought me more around to his side, but I still, again, I didn't watch this match, but but as I've watched, there's still something missing from him for me personally that hasn't really just. And you know, I, I hear a lot of people. There, there's wrestlers that I love, like Velvet Champa's Dream new theme and song is "The Bee's Knees." I gotta point that out. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it's my favorite theme song in WWE right now, and there's a lot of good ones. Right. Uh, th- th- there's people who, who don't understand Velveteen Dream and just don't get it. And there's people that that don't like. Uh, there's people who, who couldn't stand Hideo Itami, which I, I guess I get from what I've seen. But I mean, I, I understand that not everybody's gonna love everybody. Champa just has not sold me as a main event guy, and I just I don't get into him in the main event. Now, him and Gargano sold me a hundred percent, and I put a lot of that onto Gargano. And I think Ricochet Gargano proved that Gargano had a lot to do with it because Alistair Black, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, I'd put all of them in the same league. I think if Tommaso Ciampa was in the same league, this should have been better than Gargano Ricochet, and it wasn't, in my opinion, and it sounds like in your opinion. Yeah, yeah. So I think Tommaso Ciampa, in my personal mind, is still just one step behind where he needs to be. Well, I mean, when he's with Gargano, you have the added fact that they were tag team partners for a long time, so they know each other inside and out probably more than anybody on the NXT roster. And so you always get magic out of them. More than O'Reilly and Fish? Come on, man. Well, I mean, they haven't fought each other yet. You know what I mean? No. It Once once they split and fight each other, then I'm sure they'll be as good, if not better, than Ciampa and Gargano. I see. As adversaries, you're saying. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. I get you. I get you. And then at the end of the match... uh. As NXT TakeOver went off the air, the fans were treated to Johnny Gargano joining Tommaso Ciampa up by the Titantron. 
Um, Ciampa was holding his title up high in the air. Gargano came out, kind of eyeballed him a little bit, holding his his, uh, North American championship. They ended up raising them in unison. Although it doesn't seem like everything's on the right foot, you know. It's that that story, and it's gotta it's gotta come to an end, and it will. It's the mega power story, <laughs> of the, course. the Hogan Macho story. Uh-huh. It's, and it's the a only tale way for Gargano to beat Champa is to get into his head like this. Yeah, you got the. Uh, it goes way back to Larry Zabisco, Bruno San Martino, mm-hmm. and even before then. But yeah, we we know what's coming. We know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But after the camera stopped rolling, the two were approached by Velveteen Dream. There was an exchange Ooh. of words and even shoves. Ooh. A couple moments later, Adam Cole came up from the backstage area, verbally Bye-bye. berating Velveteen Dream. I mean, both these men deserved a spot on TakeOver, and neither of them were featured. Right. So they had some words. Agreed. Ricochet came out, and Alistair Black ran up from the ring. Uh, they began shoving and fighting, and it went backstage. Had to be broken up by referees and officials. Also, one thing I need to point out: I think I'm in love with NXT's female referee. If you're listening to this, hit me up. <laughs> we can work something out. He also has a penchant for the orange male referee. No, no, knows. that's all he, he wants to. He wants to oompa <laughs> his loompa. <laughs> oompa my loompa taste my schnozberry you know it baby <clears throat> uh but yeah this this was a a really cool exchange and the fact that it was off the air made it even better uh triple yep. h came out in a press conference and talked about it after the fact and then later on the next day footage surfaced of it obviously smart placement of of marketing no shit. But during the Royal Rumble, news broke that the uh, that the WWE would be holding a match during the Super Bowl halftime show coming up this Sunday, live from the WWE Performance Center, dubbed Halftime Heat, and featuring. No way! I've never heard of that. No way! Not twenty years ago, almost to the day. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to feature a six-man tag team match. Uh, the team of Dream, Ricochet, and Black versus Ciampa, Gagano, and Cole. And, of course, it's it's at the Performance Center. There's not going to be fans in attendance. It is going to be very akin to the Rock and Mankind's halftime heat from 20 years prior. Yeah, that empty arena match was just fucking awesome. Like, super awesome. Um, this is, this is risky for WWE on, on the tale that this is probably the best NFL halftime show. And and maybe nobody else agrees, but me personally, this is one of the best NFL halftime shows. Five years ago, I would have agreed with you. uh, that they have set up. Uh, Maroon 5, number one bestsellers, nobody else better as far as groups. Fall Out Boy is better. Uh, no. Yeah. They don't have as many singles. They don't sell as much. They don't have as many fans. They're, their songs aren't even as good, so no. Maroon 5 like, is like only relevant Boy. because what's-his-name is a uh, 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 judge on the Adam voice. Levine? Yeah. Uh, their songs are the best. I, that's one thing that nobody can deny is that when Maroon 5 puts out a single, it is the best song that's going to play until they're done s- 
running it. I would like I said, I would have agreed I with you five, that. ten years ago. Um, Big Boy is also going to be on there, which pasty. Go ahead and shit on Big Boy. Tell me how bad Outcast is. No, I won't do that. No, tell me. I no. want to hear it. It'll be cheesy at the Super Bowl. <laughs> but so follow I, up, boy. I, I got nothing to say about okay, Big Boy. Okay, so to me, Maroon 5, <laughs> Big Boy, awesome. Pasty, Fallout Boy is better than Big Boy and, and Outcast. We got it. Um, I mean, Big Boy is <laughs> no Andre Three Stacks. No, he's not, but he's definitely better than Fallout Boy. On their wor- on his worst day. There can only be one boy. Um, but also, let, let's pull out the red carpet here, Pasty, and let's talk about something that is not pro wrestling related, but I guess it is because of the halftime show. Is Maroon 5 going to do a SpongeBob song? You know, I saw something about this. I did not click the story. I have no idea what it is, and I don't so care. So apparently, I don't, wa- I don't watch SpongeBob. I don't. I never have. I haven't seen a full episode. I've seen parts of it, but even my son never got into it, and he was right in the, the right demographic. But there is some kind of song that I guess m- must be... Um, I don't know. What do you want to say? It must be poignant. It must uh, like I'll be missing you by Puff Daddy or something. I I don't know what it is, but since the SpongeBob creator died earlier this year, which I'm like fuck him, go to hell. But that's just me. Um, send your angry tweets to us, folks. I don't give a shit. Don't fuck send him. them to me. Uh, fuck him. You don't like SpongeBob either. They can all go to hell. I was you okay with that. SpongeBob when he was still working on the show, but when he they gave it up, it went to, to shit. I didn't watch a lot of SpongeBob because I didn't have cable TV. Although they did have one episode where SpongeBob and Patrick read swear words off the dumpster behind the Krusty Krab, and they were swearing the whole episode, but they censored it with dolphin cackles. That's probably my favorite thing SpongeBob's ever done. You didn't watch SpongeBob because of, in the words of Dave Chappelle, fuck them, that's why. Um, I, I, to me, that's like the biggest thing. Like, what the fuck is up with that? I've never heard anything about that. I, I think know. it's stupid. And did I anybody do just... a Charles Schultz tribute at the halftime show? No, nobody did. And it, and it was a much bigger influence. <laughs> yeah. So just for that reason alone, I might just tune in and I've never been a halftime guy. Like I'm not a commercials and halftime guy. I don't like watching that. I go to the bathroom and I get food during commercials and halftime. And some people only watch the Super Bowl for commercials and halftime. And they're two different folks. And I get that. I may skip the halftime show, which I do a lot of times anyways. But just for that fact and the fact that this match looks amazing. These are six of the greatest talents WWE has. Yeah. Not just NXT. Mm-hmm. WWE. It does kind of bother me a little bit that 20 years ago it was the Rock and Mankind. It was a one-on-one match in a full-on empty arena. And here we get six men and a three-on-three tag team match in the Performance Center. But I think they can have a lot of fun in the Performance Center because, for one, there's more than one ring. Right. It's new. This is a new environment we haven't seen yet. Somebody's going to get fucking belted in the face with some bench weights. I can guarantee that. It's going to be cool. You know what I don't like about this match, Pasty? Huh. It's a six-on-six, Cole's involved, and no other Undisputed Era guys involved. 
Yeah, but it's like the three biggest faces versus the three biggest heels. Yeah, but... Plus, Undisputed Era, there's no Cole saying they're not going to get involved. Era. I know, but yeah, Cole should be repre- representing Undisputed Era. They should have... As much as I, I'm all for Cole, and he's probably my favorite wrestler in NXT at this moment... He sh- he shouldn't be in this match. That's just he seems kind of just throwing in just to have his name in there. I, and, and like I said, I, I think like it's that. because it's because Dream and and Cole weren't on Takeover, I, and yeah, I feel I, like I they're two that. of the most deserving men on the roster to be I on get a that Takeover. Also, but I, I'm saying if you if we're going kayfabe, if we're talking kayfabe uh-huh. and NXT, NXT is bigger on kayfabe than WWE. Why would Cole team with Gargano and Champa and leave his uh, his UE guys out? I mean, I, I, that, that's the, that's my only that's my only dig. I mean, I think if you're just looking at names, this is the best lineup you can mm. come up with in WWE. Almost, I yeah. mean, maybe I'd throw AJ and Seth Rollins in, and maybe take out uh, Champa and Black, and maybe that was it, or maybe Champa and Dream. But yeah, that that would be it. I think you need Dream in it. And just looking at the teams, I kind of think Dream, Ricochet, and Black are going to go over. And Cole, so. Gargano, and Ciampa aren't going to know how to work together. Ciampa and Gargano will work together well, but I, I think Cole's going to not work with them on that level. I think it might be the other way around, and maybe Ciampa and Gargano have some friction. But I do think that that as far as a, a one-off event, the, the faces should go over for yeah. sure. There's no reason they Especially shouldn't. since this isn't just on the WWE Network. I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing this on Facebook Watch, Twitter, YouTube. It's going to be available everywhere for everyone because they want to pull as much attention from the Super Bowl as they can. Yeah, everywhere fine linens are sold. No, it's going to be hella good. I'm very much looking forward to that. And that brings <coughs> us to the WWE Royal Rumble pasty. Oh, yeah. Of course, we got to start off with a kickoff show and the matches that don't count. But because they happen, we're going to talk about them. We did. And I did not. I did not watch this. I'm going to come up and say I did not watch the kickoff show. That's good to know. I caught the very end of the cruiserweight match. I'm not going to lie. When you dropped the uh, bombshell of Shinsuke uh, beating Rusev. I thought you were dropping spoilers, and I literally cussed out loud, and I was like, why the fuck would he do that? (laughs) I said that out loud. I said, why the fuck would he do that? And then as I watched the rumble, I was like, oh, that's that was in the the pre-show, which it shouldn't have been. No, no, no. You wouldn't put Rusev on the main show. I guess not. But I I was literally mad at you for a second. I was like, why the fuck would he do that? They they barely even let Rusev hold on to the United States title for a month. Mm -hmm. Didn't Shinsuke have it before him? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I do remember that. A lot of people and, I don't even know have fucking belts, and it's it's amazing to me. I'm like, wow, these people had a fucking belt? It's amazing when you don't watch how, how much you don't even give a shit, I right. guess. So anyway, the kickoff show but, started off with Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus the what? Weird-ass tag team of Razar and Scott Dawson. What the fuck is that about? Apparently, if Razar and Scott Dawson were to beat Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, both teams, uh, both persons' teams would get chances at the title somewhere down the line. So both Authors of Pain and The Revival would have title shots. But, I mean, they will anyway, because Rod hasn't got shit for tag teams. 
So then, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev for the United States Championship, only to lose it to R-Truth the following Tuesday on SmackDown, who was immediately then challenged by Rusev for the championship, who R-Truth also beat with a quick roll-up. But what's suspicious is it almost looked like the original pin was a fuck-up. Yeah, Nakamura's shoulder was definitely not on the mat. Yeah, it was an obvious kick-out, but the weird thing is, A, the ref went along with it, which, okay, but then they also had Rusev already ready to come out. So it's almost like, what are they trying to pull here? Was there a fuck-up, or is WWE trying to to swerve the Smarks, which is what I think it is? I think it was planned. Because it was almost too obvious of a kickout, and refs refs are told to go with it. If if somebody doesn't kick out, they're told to just keep counting. Yeah. We can always repair it later, but we don't want it to look too fucked up. Mm-hmm. But when somebody obviously kicks out, they're not told to just fucking call it. And then with Rusev already been waiting, it's like, what was what was this about? And how did this help anybody involved? Shinsuke, R-Truth, Rusev. Well, I mean, R-Truth gets his title. I'm willing to bet he's had a long career, and I'm willing to bet this is going to be his last performing year with the company. So they wanted to give him the title. Plus, if you pay attention, I don't know if you heard, and I don't know if the fans have heard, but I'm going to say there's some spoilers here. So skip, skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want some spoilers. But during NXT's tapings this week... Velveteen Dream beat Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Therefore, all three mid-card championships are held by men of African-American descent. Yeah, and it's African-American month right now. We're Black History Month. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. It's cool. I don't see R-Truth to hold it for very long, but he deserves it. He's given a lot to wrestling throughout his entire career. And he's gotten very little in return. Yeah, and he's he's an awesome champion. He's a former NWA champion. He did great in uh, NWA TNA as Ron the Truth Killings. In fact, WWE took that character because he was K-Quick in WWE. I don't know how many people actually remember that. He was Road Dogg's lackey. When Road Dogg started as Jeff Jarrett's lackey, he was Road Dogg's lackey in a tag team with Road Dogg and K-Quick. And then he went into um, NWA TNA, and he uh, he went under his legal name, Ron Killings, and he was the truth, Ron the Truth Killings. And he had some amazing matches for, like I said, former NWA champion. And then he came back to WWE, and they rechristened him R-Truth, which is obviously just Ron the Truth Killings, but they didn't want to use TNA's name. And they didn't want him to own his name, which is Ron Killings. So, uh... I'm all for it. I just, I just think this is really weird. And I, uh, yeah. If if it's if it's a if it's a pity title reign, then yes, he deserves it. I guess I'm all for it. But I don't think he needs it. I think he makes good money. I think it's well overdue. If they were going to do something like this, they should have done it five years ago or done more. And I just. I don't, again, I don't see how it benefits anybody, I, except maybe our truth but at this stage in his career, I don't even know that it benefits him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he needs to hold it. 
that's where I kind of assume maybe he's just getting close to retiring and they wanted to give him something as a thank you. They they tend right. to do that. And the whole having African-Americans hold it during Black History mm. Month makes sense. That's something WWE would do. So I, I guess the only person I can see it benefiting right now is WWE. Yep. And, and of course, when the McMahon, when Vince and Stephanie and Triple H and Shane all got together and said, you know, the fans are in charge now. People have been pulling for Bobby Lashley to be universal champion for a long time. And so I think they think this is their way to kind of give the fans what they want without putting Lashley in that position. Yes, because the only reason people want Bobby Lashley as Universal Champion <laughs> is because he's black. That's, I mean, that's the only reason, obviously. If you check out Facebook groups, that's pretty much <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> that's Vince McMahon's idea. He's black, make him champion. It's not because he's probably the most athletic person right, on right. the whole fucking roster. <laughs> and the only one out of everybody who Oh, yeah, not win only did R Truth win the uh, United States Championship, but he also, during NXT TakeOver, was at Bellator performing the entrance for Jake Hager's debut fight. Yes. He did. He did. The former Jack Swagger. Who even folks. got a shout out from the WWE for his win? Who yeah. Won? I mean he fought he fought a nobody. Yeah. Did he? WWE congratulated him on it. <laughs> oh, good for them. Like when was the, this? Right after it happened. Yeah, oh, it was on mean, social like, media. On fucking Twitter or something? Oh. Oh, no, I thought you meant they, they, they talked about it. Oh yeah. So WWE did, and their PR people went on social media and dropped something. Yeah, on. but good for them. Mm -hmm. That is cool. That is cool. That's more than they do for a lot of folks. So that's awesome. And I think it's cool that they let um, Ron Killings do that because, best be assured, he had oh, to go through WWE 100%. before he was allowed to do that. And it's surprising, being as we know. And, I mean, it's factual. There is a working relationship between WWE and UFC mm -hmm. that they would do that because, obviously, Bellator is a competitor to UFC. I mean, in the same way that Ring of Honor is a competitor to WWE. Obviously, they're not going to take over anytime soon. But that that is kind of surprising. That is, uh, that is just kind of surprising. Another surprise as far as our picks went... Buddy Murphy, Murphy, no. Murphy. Buddy Murphy retained his cruiserweight championship, defeating Hideo Itami in the Fatal Four Way with him, Itami, Akira Tozawa, and Kalisto. Now, obviously, my pick was Itami, but obviously, <laughs> since news has come out that he has requested and been granted his release, ah, uh, probably right. a bad pick on my part. You couldn't have known. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was really bad timing for me to fucking put my money on today. I mean, again, it didn't count, right. but still. Yes, you I a, did. You had Tozawa, didn't you? Yeah, we both picked Asians and <laughs> WWE sticks they with gave the fucking Nakamura whites. They win. <laughs> racist bastards. <laughs> Yeah, against the fucking Bulgarian. Against he the Bulgarian, fucking who has not won a single match on a pay-per-view, pre-show or not, in over two years. 
Not since him and fucking Lana got engaged without WWE's permission. I I mean, the two have nothing to do with each other, pasty. WWE isn't, you know, petty like that. Um, I'll bet that was a good match, and I, I'm not going to go back and watch it, but if it ever comes out on a compilation DVD, I would, um, because those are those are four awesome talents, and I guess it's just the state of WWE and the state of the pre-shows that I honestly am not even interested in watching it. But four amazing talents, oh, yeah. no, and I'll I bet you it's a really good about match. It. I caught the, just the finish, because <clears throat> I tuned in right then and there, but... That's what she said. She go. said she caught the finish <laughs> in her mouth. Uh, but we started things off uh, disappointingly. I'm just going to say that right now with the fact that the three women's matches were three of the four first matches. And uh, they really seem to uh, make the women seem like they're openers and not well, headliners in this pay-per-view. They really yes, shoved that down our throats. But they throats. can't headline everything. Well, they don't have to headline, but they also don't have to open fucking every fucking well, I mean, match. This first of the match pay-per-view. made sense for we what we have, got later, you know, though. A man's you know? match. We could have a man's <laughs> match somewhere. Well, yeah, fucking I mean the kickoff show. We? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I was disappointed in that. I thought that was pretty shitty to have the women's match. First, I was like, okay, they're having the women's match, the, the women's championship match open because they think it's going to be strong. And then it was like, oh, and then they had um, four guys who nobody gives a shit about next. But yeah, you expect that. And then it was women's match, women's match. Oh, here's the real <laughs> pay-per-view. And I was like, oh. Uh, wow. I'm not taking anything away from it. The it order might have been kind of one-sided, but the whole show was really good. So let's It was. It was. And don't let my For the my sake of time, let's continue to that. rip through this because we're we need to watch time here. <clears throat> we got an hour left, Loke. So we started off with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oscar versus Becky Lynch. Yeah, in a great match. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. I think I think better than I would have thought. Back they would and have forth together. Yeah, as well as much as uh, WWE hasn't been has been trying to bury Becky and hasn't been pushing Oscar. Although I will be, I will admit again, since I haven't watched so much, I was surprised Oscar was champ. I did not know she was fucking champ. Surprised me. TLC, like I said, it was that triple threat main event. That must have been after. um, Yeah, that was was the last pay-per-view. TLC was the last. Yep. So I I didn't even know she was champion. That surprised me. I didn't think she'd ever get it again. Um, We did talk about it. I I know we talked about it last week, but I (laughs) fucking... Right. Expect me to remember shit fucking a day later. I come into work and I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to do this. We've talked about it for a week. Well, fuck, you got to <laughs> tell me this morning. Otherwise, I don't know. Um, So that was cool. And uh, they both yeah, stole each other's submission finishers. Powerful match. They both sold 
Yes, they sold. That was the most amazing thing. Great storytelling. Of course, Asuka retained her championship over Becky Lynch via submission. A lot of people complained saying that that was not the way Becky Lynch should go out. But Becky Lynch still had a lot of the night ahead of her. Yeah, and I think it's good because they're both they're both kind of submission specialists, so mm. I like when it ends that way. Next up, we had The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The By the Bar. way, last week, I you dubbed them match. Miz and Mac. And at the pay-per-view, Miz came out in know, a Miz and it. Mac baseball jersey. Serious, 100%. Are you serious? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I do love the name Miz and Mac, but I did skip this one because I'm not interested in it. Um, well, I watched it and didn't pay true. attention to much other than the finish, which was pretty great seeing Shane McMahon do a shooting star press for the win. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that clip. I'm not going to go back and watch the match for that, but I do want to YouTube the clip for sure. Um, but long live Miz and Mac. I, I dig that. Uh, then we had the Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey defending her championship against Sasha Banks. Nobody no, thought Sasha. But was nobody thought she one. was going to put on as good of a fight as she did either. Yeah, they made her look stronger than I thought they would. Um, <clears throat> we seen shades of the old Sasha. Wasn't great, but it was good. It was better than I expected hmm. Sasha to look against Ronda. And then Ronda Rousey stealing her hat trick. That was pretty nice. That was mm-hmm. kind of cool with the three amigos, the, the Eddie Guerrero. Um, 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 what's the word I'm trying to think of? Pasty. Um, not homage, yeah. but we'll go with there homage. Tribute. The Eddie Guerrero, Guerrero tribute. Thank you. <laughs> the Guerrero tribute. The homage Guerrero tribute. That's what I'm going to call her from now on when she does it. That's the Five homage years down Guerrero the night tribute. Line, there will be a homage Guerrero in WWE. <laughs> there probably will be. Then we had the Women's Royal Rumble, which let me say the Women's Royal Rumble of 2019 is up there with the 92 Royal Rumble, is up there with the 97 Royal Rumble, is up there with the, I want to say it's 2003? Was that the one when Benoit won that WWE will never I, I think so, acknowledge? Yeah. I think it's three. I thought this was a really good Rumble for the same reason I liked all of those was that mm-hmm. it told a good story. Like, they had a lot Almost, I'd say almost 50% of the participants probably had a story to tell. I think tell. this was also the match where Renee had a huge glitch in her speaking and stumbled over her words awfully and then called oh attention gosh. to it on top of it. She... <laughs> I think the Matrix fucking skipped for a second. She was like, oh my God, and here comes... I'm sorry, I don't know what I did there. It was. It reminded me of uh, Bruce Almighty. Remember? (laughs) That's what it made me think of. She really. Wow, I defend her up and down, and I still think she's amazing. But man, that does not help her case at all. 
when she pulled out fuck when she started mm. speaking in tongues if you didn't like that <laughs> you won't like monday night smackdown when jeff jarrett came out with road dog to perform his hit song with my baby tonight road dog shoved the microphone at renee's oh, no. face she didn't know the lyrics to the song <laughs> and then he got the microphone good. back and, and while jeff jarrett's still singing said she doesn't know the lyrics well, Ambrose may or may not be leaving, but, but Renee may not be able to stay whether she wants to or not. Um, I do want to bring this up. For the Rumbles, I personally sat down with my stopwatch and clicked in between every entrant because officially, and they put this in writing and verbally, a new superstar comes out every 90 seconds. That's 28 times that there's a 98-second interval because, remember, it starts with two, so that would be zero. Now, the very first entrant after the first two in the Women's Royal Rumble came out at a minute 30.04 seconds. That's as 90 seconds as it fucking gets, Pasty. I was like, wow, they're on top of this shit. Somebody's back there with a stop clock (laughs) just like me, and they're doing it. The next entrance was a minute 52.73. Fuck, they're <laughs> sleeping. Number four was two minutes, 14. I was like, fuck. Then we kept hitting over 130. Um, every single... Actually, we didn't get under 130 the entire program. So the very first one that was at 130.04 was the least amount of time between entrance. The max amount of time between entrance was 2 minutes 45.21 seconds. So basically 3 <laughs> minutes. I would say the average time between contestants was 2 minutes. Now obviously um, as I stated what I liked about this rumble was the storytelling and it, you could tell they were waiting for certain cues to happen before the next person came out. And that was what they were pushing. And um, I call people out on their bullshit. So the 90 second intervals, I'm calling out their bullshit. But the fact that this was one of the better Royal Rumbles because of all the stories it told, I think I'm okay with them doing that. Yeah, no, it was very pleasing. I didn't expect a lot from the Women's Royal Rumble because last year wasn't great. (laughs) <laughs> oh last year was horrible let's just be honest the battle royale at evolution wasn't great <laughs> the battle royale was horrible let's be honest but this more than made up for both of them it was very very good storytelling and on think- all parts uh, Maria Canellis pulled a Kofi Kingston you, you know what else she did she, actually, oh, no, Candice LeRae. Uh, That's my we bad. We had a couple. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, Candice LeRae. We had a couple. We had Candice LeRae and um um uh, uh oh, I knew I was gonna forget her name. Uh, Corisado. Um, why am I? Uh, Corisado, help me Yo, out, face. Sure, right? You're not helping me out. No, um, Corisado. The the young gal. They both did it. They both pulled I a, don't know. I'm not uh, a Kofi Kingston. 
Uh, she oh, did the handstand okay. and yeah, the, the, the Ninja Warrior chick. Uh, 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 can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corsado. <laughs> I can't say for fucking damn. It's close to that. <laughs> it's closer than your I don't know. They both pulled out. Um, they both actually did better than this year's uh, Kofi Kingston, yeah. which was <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Which we'll get to, but it was just stupid. <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, yeah, this uh, this Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, oh, and I did want to say um, one thing that I noticed when I was watching it was that I thought about it halfway through. Last year at the Royal Rumble, even the uh, Battle Royal that happened earlier this year, I thought to myself, wow, they're going to bring up a lot of NXT and May Young people and other people we don't know. This year, it felt like they had enough women that I wasn't expecting right. too many shockers. They've done a good job of building up their women's division. Oh, 100%. I think that even held true in the, the men's Royal Rumble. It was, um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. better than it should have been. Then we had the WWE Championship match. Well, the we didn't even Daniel say who won. Bryan. Oh, no, no, we didn't. We didn't. We Yeah, because um, I don't like how it happened. We could go off. We could spend a lot of time on this, and I'm not going to. Especially because I guess I didn't watch SmackDown, so I don't know what happened following this. But, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch attacked? No, 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 no. Lana took an ankle injury during the Rusev Nakamura match. She was she was scolding Nakamura That's on the apron. So she... Yeah, she, she hobbled, hobbled down. down. Yeah. She wasn't able to perform. Becky Lynch came out, got in Finley's face, told her, told him, let me perform. I'm good. She's not. She can't compete. You need a 30th person. Right. Which doesn't make sense because she, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Because in every Royal Rumble, almost every single Royal Rumble, there's right. been somebody who yeah. just didn't quite make it to the ring, <laughs> and they just were out. But I mean, for the sake of storyline going but forward, Becky Lynch gets this to come in sense. at number it 30. Uh, she eliminated Nia Jax. Nia got pissed off. Threw her at the, at the be stairs heel. on the outside of the ring. She hurt her knee. She had a hard time getting back up. She told yeah. the ref she was good. It was down to her and Charlotte. Charlotte ran at her. She ducked out of the way, flipped Charlotte over the ropes, knocked her down, kicked her off the apron for the win. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't want Charlotte to win. I was shooting for Nia. I was all for Nia Nia winning. got hers. <laughs> uh, the Becky Lynch thing... Nia, no, Nia got made to look like a fucking punk the whole night, and it was kind of depressing, but I guess with what she's been through, that's fine. The Becky Lynch thing, unless they want to keep pushing her as a heel, this made no sense. It just it came out of nowhere. It was against the rules. It wasn't a face thing to do. It only promotes Charlotte. So it hurts Nia and it hurts Becky. I I didn't get it. 
I liked it. I, I liked it. Uh, if you're just putting names in a hat and you said, who do you want to win the Women's Royal Rumble? Becky's in my top yeah. five, top three, probably. So I, I liked it. I didn't want Charlotte to win. I'm happier with Becky winning this way uh-huh. than Charlotte winning legitimately. But this is a heel victory. This is they have to go full heel with this. Otherwise, well, Becky I'm did choose Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's a face right now? So there, there's time for that, and and I would like that match. Uh, but taking that out of the equation, if we're talking about just tonight, it just didn't work. It just seemed awkward. It seemed weird. It seemed. I thought it was good. It just, I was proud of her. I was just disappointed like we weren't going to get to see her in the Men's Royal Rumble, which was pretty obvious at that point. Yeah, it would have been cool. I would have rather had her. I would have rather had her take yeah. Nia's place because it would have made sense. And Nia take Becky's. Well, no, I didn't <laughs> want anybody to take Becky's place. You can't just make yourself. You can't just decide your number thirty. Well, she wasn't Royal. number you thirty. She was twenty-eight. But yeah. I want to win the Royal. Yeah, but you can't just come in and say I want to win the Royal Rumble, and then you just that everybody just jumps out of the ring. Yeah, it is. And that's it literally is. what happened. Literally, it's like, come on, that's not. It's okay because it gets better here from that. here, from Mac. It does. It does. We had the WWE Championship match, the new Daniel Bryan versus. Um, uh, I had a word for this too that, and I forgot it already now. Um, uh, Michael Cole kept calling AJ something, the something AJ. And I was like, oh, it's the new Daniel Bryan and the something AJ. And now I don't remember what it was, but uh, good match. Good match. Fantastic. Uh-huh. A lot of people were complaining match. about this. I'm like, what? You, you just God. don't like technical wrestling then. That's all that means. Yeah. If you have anybody, I, I, I haven't seen anything, so I don't know. If you were complaining about this, you just don't like. Like you said, uh-huh. just quote unquote wrestling mm. because this was beautiful. And no, they told I'll, a beautiful I'll go as far story. to say this was a NXT takeover caliber match on a WWE pay-per-view. Maybe not the finish. For sure. Daniel Bryan wants to be more hated than Brock Lesnar. So the finish makes a whole lot of sense. And we'll get to that if you're confused about what I'm talking about. Right. The finish will make sense if they do something with it. So it could be good or bad, and we don't know yet. But the match itself, oh my gosh. The back and forth, the psychology, the storytelling, the facials with each punch, with each move, with each each Irish whip was just fucking fantastic. They really, they, they picked a part of the body, and they worked it over, and then they changed their styles, and you just felt it every step of the way, and they had you in the palm of their hands, and they were molding you to what they wanted as if you were Play-Doh, and they were a seven-year-old child. It Very was fun. fun. I want to be taken advantage of like that. I wish more women knew how to take <laughs> advantage of me like that, because I'd be all for it. This was awesome, and uh, yes, the, the finish. But let, let's pretend the finish didn't happen. I have nothing negative to say about this match. Yeah. If the finish never happened. Fight forever. 
This was a fantastic match. I do think it would have benefited from being a little bit earlier on in the night because it seemed like the audience was getting a little bit tired at this point. Yeah, and this is a... um, Obviously, Brock and Finn got the piss break match, but I think... I hate to say it, I think WWE expected this to be the piss break match. Which is sad because this was oh, the yeah. best, best match, match the on night. a WWE pay-per-view in quite a long time indeed. Yeah. The whole year. <laughs> uh, loved it. Uh, just just loved it. And these two guys, holy shit. You know, both of them have changed their styles, A, since coming to WWE, and B, in the years since. But nonetheless, these two are two of the best pro wrestlers in the world. And at different times in their careers, they were arguably uh, the best pro wrestlers. I still love the fact the that world. after Daniel came back, he said that he was fighting a safer style because I'm still not seeing that. The only thing he's not doing is headbutts. <laughs> and he's done that. He fucking headbutted um 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 I'm number one. What's uh uh um Ty Dillinger uh, ten 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 um didn't he fucking diving headbutt Ty Dillinger? Yeah fucking straight head to head. <laughs> yeah, so he's still doing that. That was a fucking smack. I know it was an accident, but he still did it. Yeah, he's he's definitely just saying he's working smarter. Right, yeah, yeah. For the fucking doctors, because he's not. If they if they watched WWE, they would From not. What I heard too, Daniel Bryan came out and said that uh, every match he wrestles, after every match he wrestles, he has to go back and immediately answer a math question. The math question is the same yep. question every time, but that wouldn't matter in the case of a, a concussion. You know what I mean? Unless <laughs> right, he has right. it written on his fucking hand. Um. I mean, instead of just going on yeah, for hours, go fucking bonkers, watch it. Don't it make awesome. us ruin it all right. for you. Rowan comes out at the end. It ended in just a heel finish, which works for Daniel Bryan's character. Yeah. It, um, we'll see if it does. We don't know because Rowan and Flannel him have shirts. nothing in common Flannel other than their shirts. past experience. <laughs> red beard, red beard. They both have the red beard. So, so that's, that's Rowan's new that Titan Tron image has a recycling symbol in place that. of the O. <laughs> that's uh, something. But then we oh, had the yeah. Universal Championship match. Brock Lesnar taking on Finn Balor. Obviously, I don't think anybody expected Finn Balor to win this one uh, at all. But. I think this is a better Brock Lesnar 100%. match than anybody expected. I didn't expect Finn Balor to win, but I expected them to him to put up a good, damn good fight, and he delivered. I didn't. I didn't. Honestly. Uh-huh. But, but like you said, he delivered. Just right off the bat, before the bell even rang, went after Lesnar, took him out, beat the shit out of him, caught him off guard, had him outside the ring, threw him at the announce table, got him right in the gut bringing back memories of the diverticulitis. Yes, the corner, on the corner of the announce the table. the corner. Twice. Of the... 
and it and I honestly it looked sick. Like as a shoot, it was like, yes. oh shit, that looked like it fucking hurt. Like I know, I know Brock has abs of steel. Well, not so according it to Chris Jericho at all. But somebody with a <laughs> yeah, somebody with a squishy gut like yeah. me and like you, pasty. Yep, that would definitely would like definitely put me up. <laughs> at the moment, Lesnar hit the corner of the table. I knew, you know, he's working the gut, preparing for that two foot stomp. You know. And and so I just, yep. I went crazy from that point to the end of the match. It was just insane. Brock got some good offense in, but I'd say Balor was on top for 75% of the match. Maybe better than that. Yeah. Yeah. They really let him carry the match. With yeah. Him, yeah. Which it, blew me the fuck away. It's refreshing seeing Brock give that to somebody. Yeah, because he didn't do it for John for Cena. Sure. He didn't do it for Randy Orton. No, he did it a little bit for Daniel no. Bryan. He didn't do it. He d- he didn't do it for Samoa Joe. He didn't do it for Roman Reigns about a thousand times. <laughs> that's that's true. But then again, Roman Reigns has cancer, so I mean, how tough can he be? Oh, I just think it's so cool to see Lesnar giving back. It's something I never thought I would see. <laughs> and they told a hell of a good story like this. And and against somebody. You, you don't think of a Brock Lesnar yeah. match as a story. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's a one sided story. Yep. Yep. There's not there's not a there's not a slayer and a dragon. There's just a dragon. But in this one, there was a slayer to the dragon. The dragon still won. But the Slayer fucking and held Brock Lesnar has the best. I'm gonna win right now. Faces of all time, from back from when <laughs> him and Undertaker sat up and laughed at each other, which is still one of my favorite things. That's his old face. But when when Balor hit the coup de gras and right. went for the pin, and Brock immediately got him in the Kimura lock, and you just saw his head rise up, and it's all red, and he's screaming. Right. My favorite thing. I don't know if you've seen it on the Facebook page. But facebook.com forward slash beef sticks podcast. Go check it out. Scroll through a little bit. There's a video that somebody put together of Brock Lesnar, his face rising, and they put it over mountains with a song and screaming that. in the song. It's beautiful. I love yep. it so much. <laughs> it's the uh it's it's the uh the screaming go. cowboy is what it is. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's a it's a Brock Lesnar uh take on the screaming cowboy. It's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. This is definitely another match you need to go back and watch if you have not seen it. Probably the second best match of the night if you're not counting the Royal Rumbles because they're kind of a entirely different match composition to begin with. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're a fucking best Brock Lesnar match watch. in a long fucking time. Long time. And then we had the Men's Royal Rumble. Which started off with Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and well, it started Elias off with Eli Samson. Samson and Double J, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Well, Samson is was in first. Is all I'm what saying. What? Well, no, there's two people at one fucking time. <laughs> no, the bells but Elias ring was in the ring to there. begin with, and and then Jarrett came out moments later. Huh? All right, I'm, I'm glad oh, that I we're will. splitting hairs on this fucking show. <laughs> this is now the hair splitting show. 
Your host, fucking barber Dapper and Dan, fucking $7 facials. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this one, this paper, or this pay-per-view, this rumble was a little more closer to the 90-minute mark than the women's, where I've got anything from a minute and 18 yeah. seconds, which is pretty short, to two minutes and 15 seconds. But I would say the average was about a minute 30. We got 128. We got 145. I felt like the men's Royal Rumble, they were really close together. Um, I, I would have assumed. I didn't time it. But I would have assumed most of them were I think, between I think, 70 seconds or so. Right about there. They were. And I, and I think they knew well, yeah, that they had Well, yeah, because by the time it started, it was already 11 o'clock at night time. if you were watching live. Right. And honestly, they didn't have as many stories to tell as the women's. It was it was your typical um, forearm, 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 boot over the top rope. Now, obviously, they had more moves than that, and I'll give them that. But this is 2019, and changing forearm, 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 boot over the top rope to Hurricane Rana, arm drag power bomb suplex doesn't change the fact that you're just doing random moves until yeah. somebody wants to throw somebody out. Um, there's still very there little was some storytelling good involved in it. <laughs> there was, there was. And this, this man men's Royal rumble is at least in the mid category of like, Oh, I can yes. watch this and be entertained. A lot of people complained cause there wasn't very many surprises. I guess you could call the two surprises beyond NXT people, which you already expected. Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett and the other it? one I'd give. He's a surprise, even though maybe he's a not for long. He just tweeted today member. that he'll be announcing his plans for his future with WWE well, yeah, on the upcoming raw. That would be a surprise right, right. to him not being a part but of I mean, it, not to him being a part yeah. of it. Yeah, he's a full-time member. That's not a surprise. He should but have been in taking it. taking all that away, there might not have been a lot of surprises, but I will say this is probably the most stacked with strong superstars Royal Rumble in a very, very long time. How about Kurt Hawkins Maybe. going under the ring and Titus coming think, out and everybody's expecting him to slip and Hawkins pokes his head out from under the ring. No, don't come. I, I'm under here. Just and Titus dives under there after him. That was funny. You mean, uh, it, it was um, Kurt Hawkins, not Kurt Hawkins. Um, no, um, that wasn't Slater. That was Hawkins. Um, it was, Heath Slater. Uh, I it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Hawkins. Heath Slater. You're <laughs> They're the same Heath person Slater. anyway. <laughs> uh, they, they kind of are. Yeah, yeah. And hey, we didn't mention that for no reason. Um, yeah, Zelina Vega was hiding out under, under, under the ring during the, the, the Women's Royal Rumble. And fucking Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle chased her out for no fucking uh, reason. I'm glad they brought him back for that, though. That's cool, especially yeah. seeing that he is working for I'm, other promotions I'm not that glad, are televised. But whatever. <laughs> As swaggle, yeah. mm -hmm. not horn swaggle, just swaggle. Uh, yeah, it, it, this one was. 
It was good enough. Um, Nia Jax, as you said, um, our truth well, came I'm in. To. Your current, your current United States champion um, entered, came out of the entranceway. Nia Jax beat him up. We don't know why. She came into the ring. And then she got beat up by a bunch of men and got thrown out. And both Nia Jax and R-Truth were eliminated, even though neither one entered the match. That was a really weird thing that absolutely made zero sense to me. Pasty, can you explain it to me, or were you as dumbfounded as I was? Or do you have an explanation for it, or, or a theory behind My what theory the fuck this is, was supposed this to was be? Because to, to me, be. this was just... Like they're still shitting on Naya and My they're trying to make her look as still supposed to be Becky can. Lynch, but so many people called it beforehand. Vince is like, nope, we're gonna put Lynch in the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm willing to bet Charlotte was supposed to go over there and send Nia Jackson. But how do if if that was it? If that was it, then it yeah, was a no, different scenario because they, they would not have had Becky Lynch come in and have right, right. The shit kicked they, out. They of had her to write a new scenario for it, but. I liked what I saw. It was a lot of fun. Nobody wanted to touch her until she started chucking people out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then she Super got the kick to the face by men. By Dolph Ziggler no into an RKO, or no, into a 619. Uh, zigz- well, they called it a zigzag, but it was, well, they, no, he, it was did a a, he did a move. That they call no, a zigzag, it was, which it was, was not definitely the a super zigzag. kick to a six he one a nine to an RKO. <laughs> well, yeah, he did a super kick. He did like a bulldog. Yeah, then they did a six one nine, and yeah, it was, I like it. It was fun. Stupid. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was fun, and I thought it just made Nia look bad. It made our truth look bad, and it made every guy in the ring look bad because you're gonna be one of those, huh? Well, be, no, because she wasn't a threat. Like when Candice, when when Candice LeRae is in the match and she's kicking guys' asses and she does shit, that's cool. When these guys come up and there's four guys ganging up on a woman who isn't doing well, anything not, no, to them, she and came they throw in and she was after she, she threw fucking took out our truth, and then she had told Rey Mysterio six one nine him, six one nine him, and then she shoved him out of the way, and at that point, it's on. She didn't, yeah, it was just, it was pathetic. It really made every single one of them guys look pathetic. And I'm not one of those guys. I think a a woman-man match can look good, but none of, it was four guys against one woman. That's not, that's not tough. That's just being a bitch. To each their own, I suppose. My biggest complaint is the people who came out on the internet and complained about um, domestic violence. Domestic violence. It's twenty fucking no, nineteen. I, I don't think domestic that. violence stupid. can be a man versus a woman, no, I a think woman that's versus stupid. a woman, a man versus a man. WWE all the way across the board is full of domestic yeah. violence. Well, WWE will not let women and men touch each other. I don't that's know if that's stance, their stance which anymore. They did on this one, which is stupid. Well, it is, but this, but this counteracted that. But the second thing is, she was not in the match. Nia Jax was never in the match, and they attacked her. 
She is not our truth. I think it's just because they let Becky take Lana's place. That was supposed to be the the reasoning behind it. Yeah, it, it all just turned out really... Uh, to me, it just all turned out really stupid. Well, anyways, we ended up with Braun, Andrade, San Almas, Dolph Ziggler, and Seth Rollins. Both Braun and Rollins were out of the ring. And even as somebody who was paying attention with a fucking stopwatch... When it was down to Andrade and Z- and Dolph Ziggler, I was like, "Shit! I never thought this would happen." Andrade <laughs> is wrong. getting it, and then they fucking made it fucking stupid. When Braun and Z- Seth we're Rollins were now. like, "Oh, we're here," but even even though we're main event guys, we rolled <laughs> under the fucking ring and decided to fucking take a break while real wrestlers wrestled. And uh, Rollins ended up winning, which out of Braun and Rollins Mm -hmm. is is the correct pick. But um, out of the final four, Andrade was the right pick. Would have been cool. It It would have been cool to see Ali win, too, though. He should have main evented. They're giving him a strong push already. Yeah. Mustafa Ali? No, that that would have been fine, too. Yeah, just just not fucking Rollins and Strowman. It was just... Number one. Well, I mean, Rollins, just, Rollins is easily that's not the way the, to win. The easiest pick to win from the very get go. He is, but they shouldn't have had him fucking roll out of the ring yeah. and fucking wait it out. Then you should be the if you're gonna win it, you're either a heel who waits outside of the ring and picks it up at the end, or you're a face who mm-hmm. fights amongst all odds. You can't you can't play them both. That bothered me. But overall, this was a very solid pay-per-view. I, I like Rollins. I'm glad you finally watched one. It was. I'm glad it was. it was worth your time. I'm glad I did, too. I'm glad WWE gave me a reason to. And I want to keep doing more, and I'm going to try to keep doing more. Um, because I, I like WWE, and I want to support. I want them to yeah. want me to and support And right now, them, it seems I mean? like that's what they're trying to do. Granted, like we said last week, this is the build-up to mania. It's, it's nothing out of the norm. <laughs> yeah, MLW mm-hmm. I know wants my support. Impact Wrestling I know wants my support. New Japan, ROH, AEW, I know they want my support. And with all those people who are asking me, it's it's like women. If I got seven women saying I'm gonna suck your dick, and then I got one like fucking super bodacious attractive woman saying, Meh, we can go out to eat. You know what? I'm going to let the other women <laughs> suck my dick. You can go to eat by yourself, bitch. Prove to me that you want it. Yeah, I, I hear that. Hear, she sounds like a guinea pig. Like a motherfucker. <clears throat> she's been doing it for a while. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. And <laughs> but anyways, the final sound. score for Royal Rumble was Mac 5 and me 4. I lost this one. I picked up TakeOver. <laughs> Overall, we gave the show grade a B plus, which, as far as WWE goes, is really good. What do you think that your match of the night was? My match of the night for Royal Rumble. Okay, I'm was right there with you. So we're, we're solid there. Now we got we got about yeah, twelve minutes AJ left, Bryan. so we're gonna really rip through this. I just want to hear your quick points on these things. What do you think of Daniel Bryan's new WWE championship? Love it. I want to get my own replica. And I think that is 
it, it sustains from a real thing where when w, when Brian was WWE champion for the first time, he had uh, vegans that would give him shit because he was a vegan, but he still had a title belt made of leather. So I love that it came from a real life thing that he's talked yeah. about years ago. Like obviously years ago, cause he's been retired for so long and came back. And, uh, the best awesome. part about buying the replicas will probably be a hell of a lot cheaper than the other replicas. <clears throat> How long do you think he remains right. champion now that he's got this new title? Um, hopefully, actually, most people with new titles don't last long, so probably not. I'm long, hoping he goes a year at least from the day <laughs> it came into being. Let it ride because I'm willing Sounds to bet good. the next guy who has the championship reverts back. They're not going to keep it unless they're a vegan, but there's not that many. No, no. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't just like, just like the, the Brahma bull Mm -hmm. title and the smoking skull title and the spinners title. You you don't want other people to have it. You just want that person to have it. Um, not the actual spinner title, just the title that was based off of it. Only one spun. <clears throat> the rest of them actually was were stationary, mm. but were the same design. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm throwing out semantics, but how do you feel about Eric mm. Rowan being Daniel Bryan's heater? I know we kind of brought this up a little bit earlier, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's going on, so I have nothing to go with it other it's than they're both red bearded fellas, and uh, it's to me it doesn't uh, the two don't fit together. So I'm going to wait and see. So the real what, question what here is: Is this just the 2019 um, Eric Rowan straight has edge society? Never, no, Eric Rowan has never fit with anybody, and he's going to be okay. gone pretty soon. I'm going to say that Eric Rowan just doesn't work, and for some reason, he's Vince Mc, he's Vince McMahon's 2019, 2018, 20 teens Sid Vicious. He'll never work, but it's Vince just weird is to me because the Bludgeon Brothers had a really solid run, and they're just going to change it up. They did, but not no. not Vince McMahon yeah. wise, just fans wise. <clears throat> yep. So let's get him into a little bit of news, rumors, and speculation in a segment I'm calling "So Long, Farewell, so and Welcome Home." So as we talked about Yo-yo. last week a little bit, it's been long rumored that there's quite a few WWE superstars unhappy with their position in the company. It Move all began ball. after the first All Elite Wrestling press conference. Immediately, news broke that Revival had accept- requested their release after Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the Raw Tag Team Champions, were not even featured on the previous episode of Monday Night Raw. No more than a week later, rumors went flying that Maria Kanellis and her husband also requested release from the company. That turned out not to be true. Maria came out and said, nope. But it wasn't until this week that we had some actual confirmations. And it wasn't at all what people were expecting. WWE released a statement Monday after the Royal Rumble stating Dean Ambrose, Jonathan Good... (laughs) <laughs> right. What it's a, a good thing he didn't name. wrestle under that name. <coughs> that sounds mm. like a wrestler's name, doesn't it? I'm going to say, in this corner, <laughs> Johnny B. Bad. 
in this corner, Jonathan Good. Just the most basic Sorry. indie wrestlers. <laughs> this, it, it could right. be James Ellsworth Sorry, John wrestling Moxley. name, really. <laughs> no shit. A chin in the hand is worth two in the bush. Oh, fuck, he put it in the bush. But they announced that he will not be renewing his contract with WWE when it expires in April, saying, we are grateful and appreciative of all that Dean has given to the WWE and our fans. We wish him well and hope that one day Dean will return to the WWE, which is weird. A lot of people are speculating this is just storyline, and I wouldn't put that past them. Seems like they're building to something between him and Triple H for Mania. Yeah, obviously this is um by the time we're recording this and that's after this was released, we're in February and they're allegedly telling us somebody's going to be gone in April. No. WWE usually doesn't do that. A B they don't promote when big right. names are leaving. At least not company. until they're future endeavored. And they said nothing of future endeavors. Yeah, and C <laughs> That's what I, that was my C is they do not have the, we wish him well in his future endeavors. This really seems oh, yeah. like it is a work. Now it could be a shoot. We don't know. And the one reason I think it could be a shoot is we haven't had anybody of this caliber leave WWE yeah. in probably well over a decade. Like Dean Ambrose is main event. WrestleMania main event caliber. Um, maybe he won't be WrestleMania main event, but he, he's a main event caliber guy. So they could treat it different than they do normal ones, but my spidey yeah, senses no. tell um, me that this is a work. Especially right, with his yeah. wife. And, still and being if he went to work anywhere else, that would be very straining on their relationship. With the schedules and everything. But um, kind of what I'm seeing here, Truly. and I'm expecting for WrestleMania, Triple H versus Dean Ambrose in a loser leaves WWE match. And I kind of think this might be Triple H's, I hope, I don't know that it will be, but I hope this is Triple H's last mania. Yeah. His swan song. <laughs> would be a good way to do that it. That would be great. Another thing, um... One of the favorite, be. I, I've been in the groups heavy this week. And one of my favorite fan theories is Dean Ambrose finds the WWE championship trashed and tattered in the garbage as he's leaving WWE for his last time, takes it home, shows up three weeks later with it pieced back together in very shitty shape and form. And it's the new hardcore championship. The That's way they had put awful. it, they wrote out a huge paragraph and I was going to snag it. And I didn't. It was very good. I, I like the sounds of it. I'm going to start snagging that, though. I'm going <laughs> to try to do a segment weekly where we have my favorite fan theories from the IWC. <clears throat> but not only that, but Hideo Itami tweeted out two words. Thank you. After requesting and being Thank granted you. his release from the company. While we here at B-Sticks can't say we blame him, we also must iterate that in the in his case, WWE can hardly be blamed either. Atami has been sidelined with various injuries before he even got to shine in the company. And re when he returned, he was placed on 205 Live. That you can blame on the company. <laughs> but yeah. 
Fellow WWE superstars tweeted their support for Kenta. In Gentleman Jack Gallagher, Cedric Alexander, Mike Kanellis, and more tweeting out, I respect Hideo Itami. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it was just mm-hmm. yeah. It oh, was yeah. snake bitten, if, if folks know that, that phrase. He... He is an amazing talent. WWE is an amazing company. When they got together, WWE didn't have anything for him. Then he got injured. Then they tried to build up a storyline. He was going to be the one that had injured. um, It wasn't Johnny Gargano. Who was the NXT guy, uh, baby face, that got attacked in the parking lot? God damn it. Nope. Uh, not Samoa Joe, not, um, anyways, it, yeah, he he had set up to be that, and then he had been injured again, and, you know, I, I don't blame, for, for one thing, again, people think I'm a WWE hater, and I, I don't want to be a WWE hater, and I defend them when I can, and WWE had nothing that they could have done with this. Kenta just didn't fucking work out. He was the perfect example of the perfect storm. He was an amazing athlete who had a great lineage, who could do everything, and as soon as they got him, he had injuries, he had bad timing, he didn't connect with the fans, he didn't pick up English as well as, say, an Oscar or Nakamura, and it, it just didn't work out. And this one, I'm not blaming on WWE. And I'm also not blaming on Kenta. As you said, Pacey, this was just sort of the the worst of both worlds. And I think it's best for both Kenta and WWE if Kenta heads back to either pro wrestling Noah or if he actually heads to uh, New Japan, which would be a huge boost for New Japan considering who they've lost lately. Kenta would be a huge pickup. I could see him going to Noah before anywhere else. I don't see him going to Noah. No, I would say Noah, Kenta, All Elite, um, Impact. Those are my four in that order. But um, you know what? Good for him because he's going to make more money and do better 100%. somewhere other than WWE. WWE obviously yeah. just wasn't WWE the place for was him. not ready for Kenta. Even though uh, <laughs> CM Punk stole his finisher. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> So beyond leaving, last week we reported that WWE had imported some impactful creative talent from Canada's Impact Wrestling in the icons Abyss and Sanjay Dutt. Yes. Shortly after we released our last episode, it was also revealed that Shane Helms had also been hired on WWE for a backstage role. Welcome home, Hurricane. Sugar Shane. He'll be good backstage. You know, he's I do be think awesome. it's funny that he, now they have pretty much Impact's entire creative talent. team working for WWE. <laughs> well, they, they they don't have um, Scott D'Amore and they don't have Don Callis, and those are probably the two driving forces of Impact. And that's what's going to hurt anything. Uh, Diamore and Don Callis are the two things that make impact. And if anybody takes either one of those two, 
they're in a plus because both Diamore and Don Callis have so much wrestling knowledge. Obviously, Callis has been involved in ECW, WWE, um, New Japan, and Impact. Diamore has been involved in at least WCW, ECW, and Impact, as well as Calgary, I believe. So, so they're fine. They they're fine. But um, and Sanjay, I love Sanjay. He's never been a top tier guy for me, and he and I don't know what he does backstage, so I don't know what he does. Abyss is a main event player, and I know he's done so much behind the scenes in TNA and Impact the whole time they've been around that he is huge and is definitely going to make waves in WWE. It can only help. Yeah. It's pretty pretty exciting, and it's going to be refreshing for WWE to have some new creative minds backstage. 100%. For uh, sure. Also, we've already talked about everything with Jeff Jarrett, but Jeff Jarrett has also signed a backstage position with WWE. Which can only it only means one thing. Can only WWE is going to start buying and he selling knows, gold. He knows how to trade their gold. Jared's like, let yeah, me get that WWE championship that Daniel threw away. He can trade their titles. <laughs> come here, come here. I'm going to take that title and I'm going to trade it to fucking Mexico. It was Jared's idea. You know, if you gave me that gold, ah, we're you gave that me that gold and gave Daniel Bryan a hemp title, we could save a lot of money. <laughs> Do you think he just fucking pawned that ti- that gold <laughs> title off for weed and they made that title out of it? Uh, I mean, it is a hemp title. So he might have just pawned the WWE title for fucking weed. It's a possibility. Oh, God. Fucking Matt Riddle tweeted a picture of Daniel Bryan uh, with his new championship. And, and he said, wait, we can make oh championships out of whatever we want. Oh, my God. smoking his fucking belt. <laughs> This motherfucker's got it in his fucking dab. Uh, He's dabbing the championship. This fucker. Uh, good shit. No, uh, fun. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, good week in wrestling. Uh, I've seen worse. I think I think wrestling's going. I think 2019 I think so. is when wrestling I think with all elite, back. I think nobody can ref- well, afford and, and to rest on their laurels anymore. Yeah, so not only are independents going to bounce back, but I I think WWE is going to bounce back to where I give a fuck, Basie. I want to give a fuck. I love WWE. I was fucking, I was in love with NWA, WCW, and WWE. I would rent WWE video cassettes. I would watch their shit. To this day, I watch WWE Network and watch their old shit from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And I'm so excited to love WWE again. I just want them to want me. I want, I just want them to want me. me. I need you. Well, we can't leave him on that. Not our shitty singing. 
What we're going to do is we're going to leave you with the full song you heard the snippet of at the beginning of the show, and that is Snowblind by Professor Fresh featuring Il Poe off the new album Blue Plaid. Thanks for tuning in for Cloud Style bar- Broadcasting and Beef Sticks Podcast. My name is Pasty. And I am fat. Yeah. Dropping the Mac? Never. And then next year we can have the return of the Mac? Never, never, never will I drop the Mac. (laughs) All the married women would be so fucking bummed if I dropped the Mac. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's been a great time. We out. I'm blessed for this shelter and not to watch as the wind blow And soon it'll melt below zero, below the belt An anti-hero, I went we don't hear And soon it'll melt, I'm 32 years Surprised to this life in slow motion I'm trapped inside disorganized Thoughts frozen out, spoken out of line Out of time, I'm tired Too cold when I'm outside, I'm outright broken A dip or toe and take the plunge of the polar bear the wet is worse in the cut of the cold air Injury is more severe And the mirror is the harshest critic to be revered It's just me and me And three is the crowd Now I don't need your company Cause I'm allowed to be loud Looking out for an out the cover Longer day Yes, I long for a light But I'm lost in the maze Now my eyes are blind Snowflakes glisten on the tree The sun no longer sets me free I feel there's no place freezing I'm all emotions, I'm so, so emotional right now You know what I mean? So emotions the bubble I built froze, I'm sealed in this snow globe It's been so cold, the city closed the toll road I'm stuck on this side of the fence I tried bending the bars, they tried bending me back So the moment is tense On the sideline, cursing the sun because it won't shine But I've been snowblind this whole time In this globe, I see life with a fisheye perspective Out of focus, I wish I could check it Black and white, high contrast And the slow pan became an isolated alcoholic like my old man It's an excuse for me to keep my distance Like the kids at Christmas when the class is dismissed I'm done waiting for the sun Let the snow fall in the of the service, I'm not taking phone calls, it's no life to live, I'm trying to atone, yo, if my bubble melts, I'll build a box out of stone walls.
around in the house I'll avoid your interruption By talking to myself And it's a spirited exchange In these chains of ice I'm building castles in the sky That'll collapse in the light Snow blind at the envelope of a past life And that's a life passed in the blink of an eye Such an ocean Collections of these moments frozen I'm washing old clothes As the cold walls closing Another blue Monday Through to Black Sabbath The one through all the mundanes I've had my bad habits My gotta habits We caffeine and cigarettes And some days that's as exciting as it gets I said some days that's as exciting as it gets Some days that's as exciting as it gets I said some days that's as exciting as it gets Repetitious regrets For whom the clock sets It's all work and no play Make you fresh a dull boy It was dark when I started at lights and white noise In we ease It's the turn of the key In the book I burn But in the film I 